people's attention span is so limited that the quicker you can capture their attention and then maintain it and then guide them into the next step, the better your results are probably going to be. You're listening to The Liftoff Show, the podcast for ambitious e-commerce entrepreneurs, helping you increase sales, profits, and build a powerhouse brand fast. I'm your host, Austin Lovell, and welcome to the show. G'day everyone and welcome back to the Liftoff Show. Today we're talking creative and we've got a very special guest here, Jai. Jai, do you just want to take a minute to introduce yourself and tell everyone what you've been up to in the e-com space? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to, to be here and, and be chatting with you. Real quick, I run a creative agency called Brand Booster and we produce content for e-commerce brands, particularly ones who are scaling through Facebook and Instagram ads and are really wanting to grow into household names and we help them do that through their creative production. Awesome. Awesome. And I've been following what you're doing for, for a long time now and we're chatting just before and I think this is awesome to share is that Jai sort of gave me my start with Ecom Creative, you know, figuring out what to do, how to do it, you know, how to approach Ecom brands, what works well, what doesn't work well. And this is probably this time last year we were chatting about earlier. So it's sort of come full circle in 12 months. And so I'm keen to hear from you, Creative, what kind of video ads are working at the moment? I know there's a lot of different types. There's a lot of more for professional, in-studio, you UGC, loads of different types of videos. So what are you finding routinely is just working better than anything? Yeah, it's a good question. And the reality is it is so different for every industry and every product and every market. But as a general rule, what we're seeing is shorter form, just just crush it more, more than ever. So, you know, a year ago, there was definitely a space for minute long videos or even two minute long explainer videos, right? The BuzzFeed style, but just extended versions. And now we're sort of seeing condensed versions of that. So sort of between 15 and 25 seconds is kind of the sweet spot if you can communicate everything you need to communicate for your product. So if it's a product that solves a problem, being able to show it, solving that problem, educating people on on the technology or you know what it's built from and how it's going to improve their life, some social proof, and then a good uh, call to action, driving them, guiding them into the, the next step. The next question I was going to ask was around what makes a good video ad? Because a lot of people to the untrained eye, they might look at a video and think, this looks amazing. But then there's another level to it where you know, okay, is this hook strong enough? Is this going to convert really well? Are people actually going to pay attention to what we're saying here? So from your perspective, do you just want to go a bit into what you think makes a really good video ad and sort of what you're looking for apart from the few things you've just mentioned already? Yeah, and the reality is, you know, you can have good video ads that are super high production. You can have good video ads that are very naturally filmed on your iPhone at home. We call them UGC. But as a general rule, if you if you wanted to play it safe, UGC probably is the way to start and the place to start because it does come across more authentic and it is trust building. And I think that's the key. It's that trust, right? So whether you're whether you're filming professional videos or getting really organic ones. It's, it's about framing your product in such a way that people trust, one, that it works, two, that you're a legit brand and you're not just, you know, scamming them or, or drop shipping from China, and three, that, you know, they're actually going to get a good experience, right, and love, love the product and it's going to work for them. Ultimately, you need to show people how their life is going to be improved with your product and you don't explicitly say that, but you show it in, in different ways with visuals and, and certain messaging. So I reckon that's at the core of, performing creatives at the heart of it but there's certainly other elements to look for so um, having a great hook is is super important i'll pay a lot of attention to the first and we're talking video ads the first 
a couple of seconds in your video. First frame, if you can have the product in use in a really satisfying shot, and then being able to go straight into its main value props, or if it's a if it's fashion based, then like the different variations or designs that you can look at. And the reason for that is because people's attention span is so limited these days that the quicker you can capture their attention and then maintain it and then guide them into the next step, the the better your results are probably going to be. So um, that's kind of the the general rule, particularly top of funnel when. So top of funnel being the cold prospecting, you know, when you're running ads to people who've never seen your brand before, they're very limited attention span. So if you're going to stop their scroll, you need to one, do it really well and then have a reason for doing it, not just stop their scroll and then give nothing, right? So yeah, that would be, be my advice there. No, that's awesome. I think you could probably listen to that section five times over and take something new out of it. Yeah, I might get my get my guys to, to snip that bit out. <laughs> there's so many good parts to video ads and there's so many things to consider. And maybe that's what certain brand owners might be hesitant to really dive into it because there's so many moving pieces. Maybe it's made out to be more complicated than it really is. When you're chatting with brand owners, when you're chatting with people that are trying to scale up their ads, maybe they've used video, maybe they haven't, and they're sort of a bit hesitant. What seems to be the main issues that they're facing? Is it just need for more content? Is it need for better content? What is the key thing that most of the brands you're working with really struggle with? It tends to be a combination of a couple of things. One being most of them not having the ability to create it in-house. So, you know, naturally uh, getting one quality content and then two more content. But then even the ones who do create some in-house or they have an agency of some sort, you know, the ones that are really growth focused, they just need more. And the reality is when, when you spend more on Facebook ads, what happens is a thing called ad fatigue. And that's when the frequency goes up. So when people see the same ad too many times, the results start to drop. And that happens when you spend more in ads to the same audience, et cetera. So getting fresh creatives is really important. So for brands who are wanting to spend more and, and scale more, it's just inevitable. They, they need more creatives. And obviously, if they can be higher performing creatives as well, they're going to get, get a better return. It's going to make more sense as well. Let's put ourselves in the shoes of, I guess, a brand owner who's maybe doing 20, 30K a month in rev. They're not sure what is the first video ad to make. They've got all of these different options. They could grab their phone, do a UGC video ad. They could do a full scale production with an agency and go in a studio. If you were to select one video, and I know it's tough because it's niche dependent, it's obviously, you know, how their advertising has been performing in the past, what has worked well. But if you had to pick one and you only had to do one, what video ad would you make right off the bat? I would I would test something that you could do yourself. So it likely will have to be iPhone related. TikTok and Instagram reel reels, they're a really huge opportunity at the moment in terms of their organic reach. So what I'd probably do is, is play around with TikTok, post 10, 20 videos that you can film on your iPhone, something will stick. Eventually something will stick and that's what you can get started with, repurpose that in your ads and kind of get the ball rolling that way. Um, because the reality is until you know your market and, to, and you know, you mentioned that 20, 30K in revenue, if they're already running ads, they probably have an idea of, you know, what's kind of working and they can, they can build on that and probably go more production side straight away because they have some data. But if they're not, if they're just doing 20, 30 K organically and they just want to start on Facebook ads, my recommendation is always to try it yourself or run the ad yourself or try the creatives yourself. Because one, if you don't do it yourself, how do you know if someone else is doing a good job? Um, And two, you need that proof of concept. You need proof that you can acquire customers through Facebook ads. 
No, I love it. I love it. And I think right now, more than ever, there's more incredible brands coming out. You see brand directories like, you know, the consumer packaged goods directory. You see thing testing. You see lists and lists of these incredible brands, amazing branding, great product, great messaging. And all of them, they're all competing almost for the same target audiences at times. How do you really stand out when you're going up against this pretty heavy competition? And I'm sure you're facing this with the clients that you're working with, with your team, is that They've got competitors. They've got people that are trying to take the same customers. So when it comes to the creative side, how do you really stand out or be one better? Or if someone was to view a competitor's ad next to one of your clients, how do you really try and differentiate them and stand out so they buy from your client every single time? That's a great question. And I think part of that comes down to product uh, and having a you know, unique product or a slightly different design or an improved design. Um, so that's definitely an element of it. But the goal for everyone, right, is, is you know, someone seeing an ad and saying, hey, that's so-and-so, that's Koala, that's, like, I, I recognize the ad and the brand. It makes sense because the thing, the thing that, that does that is the branding elements. So it's a distinct style. You're probably looking at things like the colors used, the fonts used, the tempo of the videos, the, uh, the nature of it as well. Some brands you know, don't do discounts per se. So you can kind of tell it has almost that exclusivity to it because it's not flashing 25% off everywhere. So there's those elements that come into it. And then secondly, consistency across the, the entire funnel too. So not just your top of funnel ads that you're running, having those similar brand elements in the middle of funnel, retargeting and in the bottom of funnel as well. When you are running offers, keeping this uh, consistent colors and theme and, and style, you know, lighting and that sort of thing as well. If that's part of your brand book, we have some brands that, for example, one that's like our, our feel, our, our branding is natural sunlight and, and strong shadows and that sort of stuff too comes into it. But most of that's really subtle. So you don't notice that off the bat, but it all adds, all of those little micro pieces add to creating that, that end piece. And I know we've talked a lot about top of funnel. Now let's just quickly shift it to middle of funnel, bottom of funnel creative, because I sort of think of it like a pyramid. You're probably going to need, or upside down pyramid really, it's almost like a funnel. You're going to need a lot of stuff at top of funnel to test, a lot of different hooks, variations. But once you start getting to retargeting, once you start getting to sort of middle and bottom of funnel, I guess the creative becomes a lot more simple. So with that creative, what do you tend to look for from a good retargeting ad? What needs to be there? It's a good question. Reality is you still probably want to have a great hook. You don't need to split test so extensively because at this point, people who see these ads, they've already seen your brand. They've probably visited a website or social. So it's less of that scroll stopping effect, but you still need to get back in front of them and capture their attention. More contextual, I would say. So when we think about middle of funnel and retargeting, we think about the objections that people are going to have and the trust that they need to, to build in order to be ready to purchase. So to use the example of someone who coming on a top of funnel ad they've seen this epic really engaging video click through the website dug around for a bit maybe added something to cart and then they left because they just didn't have enough intent then you know that an hour later or the next morning they get hit by a retargeting ad basically you want to touch on the elements of your product that people have questions around for example is this going to work for me what's the size of this how heavy is it does it look the same in real life am i actually going to 
use it, you know, those sorts of things. And you can address those in the creative itself and, and use examples of people doing all of those things or answering those questions or UGC of them, you know, telling it, telling people about their experience, touching on those things. So, I mean, that's just, that's knowing your product, right. And knowing your customer, that, that's the fundamental behind it. Once you can do those things, the prospect doesn't have any objections anymore. And they're going to make that purchase, especially if there's some sort of offer or incentive, Hey, you get a free something rather on top or bundle and save or something like that. So it's almost like you're taking the frequently asked questions section of a product page and also what's being commented on the ads. And you're grabbing that and you're saying, okay, what is really important that we haven't addressed a top of funnel? Because if you were to address every single question in a top of funnel ad, it'd be a minute long, half yeah, you know, a minute totally. and a half, two minutes. There's no chance. It's exactly that. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't be opposed to like some people are thinking like, oh, why would I keep putting it out in front of the same person, you know, six, seven, eight times, you know, different ads. Isn't that just a waste of money? But the reality is it's one, it's necessary. And two, it's not a waste of money at all because people need all of these touch points. Mm. Put put seven different videos in front of them and, and see what happens after that. You know, each video can address one objection. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, so you're right. It's like paying attention to the comments in your ad account and on, on your ads and the DMs that you're getting on socials and then obviously the, the support tickets you're getting as well. So just paying attention to the questions that your customers are asking. And the next one I was keen to ask was around analytics. So if we think, cool, we've got amazing ad creative, we've optimized all of it, it looks amazing, it's converting really well, but what do we actually look at inside of Ads Manager, for example? Are we just looking at the ROAS? Are we looking at the average view duration? What are we actually looking at? What's important to measure the success of video ads? Yeah, if I was to dumb it down and keep it pretty simple, the main metrics I'd be looking at are the click-through rate. So the percentage of people say 100 people view your ad, what percentage of them are going and clicking through to your website. And every industry is so different, but you know, sub 1% click-through rate, you're probably going to want to fix that over sort of 2 or 3% click-through rate. That's you know, up on, on that higher end, so that's probably a positive thing. And if your click-through rate isn't there, if it is underperforming, it's probably an indication that your call to action isn't strong enough or your, your video in itself isn't engaging and, and doesn't guide people into the next step well enough. And that's the outbound click-through rate, by the way. CPMs are definitely one. So the cost to reach a thousand people, a thousand impressions, I should say. That one, you can't really control very well. That's, that's based on the market and how many people are bidding you know, in the auction and, and running ads in your space. But it does give an indication of where you sit in that. And if CPMs go too high, naturally the cost per acquisition is going to go up as well. So that's the third point is cost per acquisition. So looking at how much it actually costs you to acquire that customer. Most brands know if they have an average order value of $50, they can acquire people for $20 and still be profitable. So that's really important to know. And obviously ROAS or return on ad spend for those who don't know. A lot of people look at as as the main metric. But the reality is, one, it's really hard to track now with iOS 14 updates and things like that. So it's not accurate. And two, you know, you need to be looking at these micro metrics to figure out what parts of the videos are unforming. If it's the, if people are watching two seconds or less than three seconds and then dropping off and you can look at video view retention, people who watch three seconds and so-and-so, that, that's an indication of maybe your hook's not strong enough. So there's there are lots of levels to it, but to keep it really simple, I'd be looking at you know, that, that video view retention. I'd be looking at click-through rates and cost per click is one I, I probably should have touched on before as well, cost per click. And then obviously the, the ultimately the ROAS if you can. So then you're looking at these metrics to sort of tell you 
why a video ad is actually working or what part of it is working and what isn't versus ROAS, which is just sort of like a blanket yes or no, you know, it's sort of winning, it's maybe not winning as much, but all of these other metrics you can use to actually figure out what comes next. Do you then use that kind of information to go and make the next video ads, you know, to grab the best hooks, to grab the best call to actions and sort of put them into these hybrid ads or at least use them for the next batches? Is it sort of like an iterative process over time? Yeah, so that's something that we're we're getting better at and, and definitely the direction that things are going with creative being so important, being able to look at that, figure it out and reiterate, you know, when you do find something that's winning, how can we reproduce this with a different model, different location, but the same structure or the same concept and have the same effect. I'd be testing hooks like crazy. There was a talk on, I think it was the AdWorld conference. There was a guy in there that had a strategy around 15 different hooks. So once they have a, a video test 15 different hooks which it sounds extreme but ultimately you're going to get a way better result doing it that way because the hook or the first few seconds is often the most important part of a video and it determines the performance in a lot of cases so yeah it is very much a case of testing and the last one before we finish up i'm keen to get your thoughts on e-commerce in general with brands that are popping up here there everywhere incredible products great messaging very competitive spaces and i'm thinking for launching a new brand for someone listening who's like well i'm coming into this e-commerce world and there's so many different brands out there how do i you know i'm trying to stand out i'm trying to do good ad creative but i guess if there was one thing that you could say to them having chatted with i'm sure hundreds or thousands of brand owners by this point what would you sort of tell them you know what would you say hey you need to be focused focusing on this above all else. It doesn't have to be creative. It could be something else. What do you think is the, the most important factor for a new brand? Hmm, that's, that's a really good question because, I mean, creative goes broader than just ad creative, right? It, it's, it's on your website. It's in your socials. It's, it's everywhere. So content is inevitable. You need content and ideally great content. So that, that's a huge factor. But I also think it comes down to product in a lot of cases. Like there's particularly in saturated markets or uh, even emerging markets, but differentiating yourself, finding a product and improving it somehow. Maybe it's custom design, you know, like new designs that have never been seen, or maybe it's, you know, different ways you can improve that. That's what's going to open up the floor for you against those competitors because they're just, they're, just, they're not able to sell the same thing. So that's a big piece as well. So I would say there's almost two. There's, there's content is inevitable and the product itself needs to be ideally better than, than anyone else's. Awesome, awesome. Well, Jai, it's been awesome to have you on the show. I think I'm gonna listen to this probably five times over, at least 10 times, like you said, your team's going to as well and get all of these amazing tidbits out from creative to you know standing out in saturated markets, what's coming up and what brands should actually really be focusing on. So I appreciate your time and, and thanks for coming on. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me.